Welcome to the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. And here are your hosts, AC Insiders, Danny Blanford and Vance McCullough. You know, one thing that's came out in this conversation, Jesse, is just kind of the, the intimacy, the knowledge of, of the lake and stuff. And one thing I've heard you say several times, let's see if we can talk, you know, the, the spraying aspect of it. What is that doing down there to Big O right now? And as, yes. a, lifer, as, a, as a lifer, you know, what are your, as a lifer down there and an angler who obviously has mastered it, what's going on there, man? What, what do you have to say about the vegetation management? Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty depressing. You know, my dad he grew up on that lake, so it really he rather not even he bought a house, sold his place there, and went to Kissimmee and or somewhere else because he he just it disgusts him. Uh, he they they spray so much; it's become a money maker where they have to meet a quota of how many gallons to get rid of. And you know, there's a a bunch of people on board and trying to make this stop or at least slow it down to a minimum i understand they have to spray some of these hyacinths and keep it under control but they are absolutely out there we got videos of them just spraying everything cattails you know buggy whips and they're it, they have a, a thing at the tackle store the other day that said okeechobee used you know back in i don't know 2012 or 14 15 whatever it was it was 70 percent grass and now it's zero it is actually zero percent grass there's only one little tiny spot that i know it's big as probably not even a quarter acre that has eelgrass in it in Okeechobee. And there is no more eelgrass. There is no more hydrilla. The only thing that's growing in the lake right now that acts like a filter is coontail, but it's all the way in the back marshes, back in moonshine and all that. But that is it. There's nothing in the main lake to filter the water. So when the wind starts blowing, it's just muddy. I mean, it's chocolate milk. And then it's just in the water levels, they, they, uh, they shouldn't be this high. But they treat the lake as, you know, just storage water for, you know, irrigation and stuff for the sugar cane and stuff like that. It's just, it's kind of a, a sad deal to see it when it wasn't its prime. Go out there and catch 100 bass a, a day with no problem with artificial and see birds diving, catch schoolers. And, and then to now, it just, it, gets, it, it can be a struggle out there, you know. It, but um, I'm not going to down my lake. I love my lake to death, but it's just, it's, it, it's not doing so swell with the vegetation and with the, there's a lot of manatees in there actually, and they have nothing to eat, you know? And, and I'm like, how do these things survive in the lake with no, no vegetation? Same, yeah. same on my end of the, end of the state, St. John's river. You can imagine the manatees we have in the St. John's and people have seen them like go up and eat leaves off of trees because they can't find anything else to eat. And from one end yep, of the state to the other, Jesse, the, the state's just the Kissimmee chain. I mean, there's a duck lodge down there. We talked to Scott Wilson. We have a show. We have Angler Channel. We have a TV show on Discovery. Uh, you know, the Angler Channel Bass Wrap-Up. And we interviewed some guys, Scott Wilson, Chuck Matheny, and those guys. And there's a duck lodge that shot like six ducks one year. That was it like, last year because there's no, no hydrilla or anything for the even the ducks to eat. It's, that tells you pretty much all you need to know about the water quality coming down the Kissimmee River, hitting Okeechobee, and then the people on the coast don't want it released to the coast because it's poisonous and toxic. Well, guess how it got yep. that way, right? Is it Lake Okeechobee making it that way? They got, <laughs> they've got to drop the water level in there, some and let that lake heal itself and quit spraying. Yeah, I know. I, it's just a I major always, issue that I, we're covering, you know, trying to help out, you know, and spread the word. Yeah, that's why I want yep. to call attention to it too, Vance, is we're talking to somebody who's 
you know, cut their teeth there and seen it and has history, right? Dad and grandpa and and been there and and still making a successful living out there. But it's came up several times about things are different because of the habitat. Things are different because of the policy. You know, Jesse, something you got you said a while ago, and, and this will be might be foreign to you guys, but as a northerner, something we've been going through lately. But Jesse hit on it and he said they have an obligation to keep spraying because if they don't use the spray, you know, it, it's it's monetary, right? And we've been yep. going through something up here. I live in a rural area and anytime it is 32 degrees or cooler, they're out spraying liquid salt brine on the roads. And, you know, there's no, there's no uh, forecast for any precipitation, but they're out, they're out brining the roads. And I had a conversation with one of the state workers about this not too long ago. And he said, Dude, we have a use it or lose it situation. If we don't use it this year, then we don't get it budgeted next year. And so next yep. year's budget, if if we have bad weather, next year's budget could be screwed up. Therefore, we waste the money this year. Yep. I mean, wrap your head around that. We we go out every day and we waste money to make sure that there's the opportunity to waste some money later. And I kind of, is that, I mean, I know it's not exactly the same, but is that something similar, Jesse, as far as, yeah, it's the same thing. Like they came into the tackle store and try to explain to us, yeah, well, you know, if we only got this much hydrilla, but we have to spray it, or if we don't use it, we lose it. And then what if, it, what if, what if next year it blooms up and then we don't have the, the chemicals and stuff because we lost it and all, it just blooms out like crazy, then we can't take care of it, you know, but there, there, there is some guy they ha uh, hired down there, but he has a mechanical harvester, and I love the whole mechanical harvester because they use yes. it. They gather up the hyacinths, they grind them up, they pump them out in the cow pastures, and they fertilize the, the cow pastures and everything, and it's working awesome. And but yes. uh, just they need to use that. Here's one thing, Jesse, and here's one thing we discovered on that. We're talking to Scott Wilson, those guys who Scott's made a lot of enemies in the state and everything, so. There are 75 lobbyists for the chemical companies in Tallahassee every day dissuading them from using mechanical harvesting. And one of the arguments is cost. Well, if you let these tusks grow up that have trees growing out of them, then yes, it's very expensive for the mechanical harvester to chop up those mud tussocks. But if you go ahead and use it regularly, like mowing the yard, and you don't get in that situation where you got these big floating tussocks in the first place, it's revenue neutral. It costs the same or a little bit less than the spraying program they got going on. It would actually save us some money and be environmentally friendly. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we're fighting is the, is the lobbyists and the money in Tallahassee, you know, and I, I like what, what uh, Scott Martin's doing down there with the uh, anglers for Lake O. People can get on social media and follow that. And he's trying to keep everybody aware of, of the situation and to help, help the situation. I like, I like that he's using his platform to do that. Exactly. I know he, uh, I think it was after the Roland Martin's tournament or something. We fish. Uh, I did a little interview, a little video for Scott the other, you know, a couple of weeks back about, you know, how, how I was growing up with my dad and how everything changed. Ducks have nothing to eat, you know, for slow the flow for Okeechobee. And because the natural lake level is 12 to 13 feet, but now, right now it's 16. So yeah. if, the grass, if the grass was going to start growing, it, it, it just can't get the sunlight. That's the problem. It needs to be down. Because everywhere that was growing is five feet deep. And, and with that dark water, it's not getting no sunlight to start growing. 
Right, right. And I guess people have to understand the topography of that lake. The whole western third is like a big, shallow flat, and it has to sit at that certain level, like 12 to 13, for, for it to do what it naturally does, vegetation-wise. As soon as you raise that level on the lake, it floods that whole western third, where it's also too deep for grass to grow, and there you lose your ability to, to grow you know, the filter that's so important. Yeah, and you know exactly. the, the young grass is huge for young of the year fish fry too. Whether we're talking about crappie, bass, shad, whatever, I mean that that short grass is is real important. And yeah, what you guys are talking about, I mean, there's there's something in the water column basically called the one percent light level, and that is you know that's a thing that is dictated by how much stuff is suspended in it and those kinds of things. And it's the equivalent like something we do up here if you want to get a section of your yard ready for a garden or something, you can roll out black plastic for about a week. Right. You start start it from the light. You pull that plastic back and voila, you're ready to break that up and, and do a little bit of planting. And that's essentially what's going on down there is that higher water level is rolled black plastic over everything that the fishermen count on. So, guys, I didn't yep, mean to yep. take us into that dark hole. I, I'm glad we <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we brought attention to it. And, you know, and I, I think Jesse is a great guy to talk to it about for sure. Thanks for listening to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse. Also brought to you in part by Pro Charging Systems, makers of the Dual Pro Chargers, TH Marine, Trickstep, Toyota Bonus Bucks, Costa Conserve and Compete, and of course, AnglersChannel.com, your number one tournament bass fishing resource.